like going right off the hop i am in the back of my car because it's very early in my house <laughs> One of where, children. <laughs> where do you live mia um i'm in victoria bc on the west coast of canada oh you are early yeah 6 a.m where are you um in my daughter's closet oh yes <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing and what are you on your phone then or on your computer no i'm on my computer we um she had surgery last friday and we were here for christmas my husband and i were here for christmas my daughter had flown in from scotland and she has a one bed she has a one bedroom apartment and we're like we love each other we'll make it work (laughs) okay oh that's awesome okay so you're working remotely and where are you then uh kansas city area Okay. okay right in the middle of the country Cool. Well, this is great. I'm glad that I'm in here. I don't do. I'll use the video part. It's just nice for us to see each other. And and I mean, if we do something with it, we do something with it. But I love your enthusiasm, Mia. Everything you said, I'm like, I like this woman. (laughs) Great. Thanks. Well, right back at you. It's so exciting. Like, I mean, I I've had this thing brewing for some time, and um. It was just like, okay, dude, just get out there and put something. And that one post is like just wildfire, right? It's just blowing up. And it's so wonderful to find different people who are so willing and wanting to have conversations. And um, I'm so obsessed with the startup stage, being in that stage myself and having worked with businesses at various stages this is like the most fun one to me. It's like encouraging the toddler to do all the things the first time, right? Like, <laughs> I keep saying delicious. I just find it so delicious. <laughs> so Mia, what, what is your business? What is your new business? Obviously, this is just a piece of it, right? Well, this, um, I mean, obviously podcast storytelling can be used for marketing, um, and what I want to do is collaborate and, and collect information and stories and then share them and leverage each other to get ourselves out into the world more. Um, but my business itself, if for quite a few years, I've been working as more or less a virtual assistant. Okay. And, um, but, or like an executive assistant. So really being right hand to any business owner, usually female. Um, And then I certified as an online business manager Mm -hmm. as a strong Capricorn, um, always in the organizing and the, in the data keeping in the project management team leader type stuff, like, Mm -hmm. you know, hindsight uh, at age 40, looking back even to where I was at 15, it's so obvious. Um, And so now in this online business manager role, offering a service to support um, business owners with systems and structure and planning and business decision making, Mm -hmm. right? So solopreneurs being quite lonely or feeling isolated or weighed down by responsibility um, and hitting limits or not knowing what next moves to do because they're just so scattered in the busyness of the business. Yeah. (laughs) Totally get that. And, you know, um, I don't know whether it was on your information or somebody else, but I, 
I just heard the word solopreneur for the first time the other day. I'm like, wait a minute. And I Googled it and I'm like, wait, I've been calling myself an entrepreneur and I'm really not an entrepreneur. I'm a solopreneur because it's not like, I think an entrepreneur as, you know, lots of ideas and going out there and doing a little of this and a little of that. And I have lots of ideas within my, within my topic, right? I have lots of things that I want to do, but I'm not, it's not like I want to try all these wonderful and various things. I just want to do damn well at what I'm doing and all the pieces that I can. So what I love about that um, is now I see solopreneur in even yet another new meaning, whereas I always took it to be like a one person show. But the way that you've just described that, it's even more focused on your area of passion or expertise, like your own desire. So your solopreneur as being on your own and then a solopreneur as having that one core business drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, yeah, we're out there. <laughs> we're women. We're amazing. Um, and you know, so now tell me about you, Leslie, tell me about like, say the last five years of life that have led you to here. And are you still working full time or are you, you know, getting this business launched off the ground? What's the background? What's the bio? All right. I'll give you 10 seconds of prior to 10 years. I worked 18 years in the insurance business for a large corporation and yes. realized there had to be more to life than that. Went back to school, got my master's in social welfare, started working, focused on gerontology, started working in senior living, um, did that for 12 years with one corporate company. Oh. And yeah, I'm kind of a dedicated person. <laughs> but in my last role, I was, I had reached a divisional level where I managed like 45 different um, memory care communities. I didn't manage everything they did, but I managed their memory care training and coaching. And, you know, when they ran into challenges, um, you know, trying to help them problem solve through that and talk through that and gain knowledge and understand. So the last job was awesome. It was like my dream job, but I was traveling all the time. And um, I, gosh, how long has it been? I was 54 and I started having friends from college and high school die. (laughs) Let's be honest, you know, we're we're hitting that stage where the next chapter of life starts shifting on what we do. And um, I loved my work and it was, it was fabulous, but I kind of needed to get back to spending time with my husband and my family and friends. And we had recently moved to Las Vegas, Nevada. And when you're traveling on the road all the time, you can't make friends in your new town. You know, I had no connections, hardly at all. And I, so I quit. (laughs) And yeah. And when I left, I, it took, and that was at the very beginning of the pandemic. So yeah, I didn't get to know anybody. (laughs) It it didn't, it didn't work. So um, yes. Yeah, so open up for life and then COVID comes in and says, no, not quite, Leslie. Gonna do yeah, something like, else with- yeah, like for everybody, COVID had different plans for us all. Yeah. And so during that first year of kind of self-reflection and just getting to know myself, know my husband, my house and all this, 
um, I really thought about what do, what do I want to do? I mean, I thought I wanted to be a consultant, but what does that mean? And I, I had my realization when I realized, okay, what was it that I wasn't doing or was doing in my old job that I loved so much? Well, I love the coaching. I love the training and the program that we had uh, in that company was amazing, but I would go in and train these new leaders for two days and it was just invigorating. We were exhausted and they left feeling really pumped up, but then they had to go back to their communities and make things happen. And then they'd get back and they had all the pressures of running a company, having the broken pipe of the day, having the upset family, the state surveyors come in and all this. And then they would lose sight of what, where that passion was for those two days. Right. And I thought to myself, why don't they need tools to take back with them to keep that energy going within themselves, as well as keep that energy going with their staff? How do we help make an impact to the culture of the whole community so that that wonderfulness that we were teaching gets carried on and can last beyond maybe that executive director leaves and goes someplace else in six months, right? Um, so I have my aha moment and I thought I have to create those tools. They don't, ex I'd, I'd never seen anything. Um, and so I spent the next, oh, probably nine months physically, tangibly making, creating the curriculum, creating the, the tools to make it all happen. And that's where it all started. And it's been amazing. It's been interesting. It's been scary. It's been, I didn't know what I didn't know. I think that is <laughs> for anybody new going into business for themselves, you have no clue what you don't know. And you know what? It's okay. Um, yeah. I, have to I have to remind myself of that, that I spent so much time when I'd come up on something that I didn't know, and it was going to be a challenge, I'd get mm -hmm. down on myself. I'm right. like, oh, you know, you don't know that. And you're not, you're not good at that. And why didn't you expect that? And why didn't you know it? Well, hell, how does anybody, right? Um, I even had, my undergrad was in business. Okay. <laughs> didn't, didn't do squat for me. <laughs> not 30 yeah. years later, right? And, yeah. And I think especially in this day and age of uh, social media, different kind of marketing. Um, it's just, it's so different than, you know, what I studied 30 years ago. And you have to be willing to say, instead of, I didn't know that shame on me. Why don't I know that? And why am I not better at it? It's like, oh, I just added a new tool to my toolbox. Don't know how to use that tool. But just mm -hmm. like when you go to the hardware store and you purchase a new tool and you're all excited when you get back home, you got to read the, the manual. You got to test it out. You got to practice with it. Um, so that's been you know, it's, it's peaks and valleys <laughs> on the confidence Absolutely. level. Absolutely. So you, you took a leap of faith on yourself. Mm -hmm. You are, you know, what you're speaking to now resonates with me as the mindset work and the, the grace and gentleness that we should have with ourselves that if um, your friend was telling you about this, that you would encourage and applaud right. and celebrate with them. And yet, you know, we fail to do that with ourselves or we forget, we pressurize ourselves. So you're talking about this opening and expanding and, and being curious, you know, and um, 
looking at it as learning rather than feeding into the constriction of, oh, I don't know, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe this isn't for me. And, and, you know, I just an idea and who do I think I am and sinking back down. So that's fantastic. So are you, uh, there's so many questions now. Are you um, feeding yourself, nurturing your solopreneurship evolution through any type of community or mentor or like how are you feeding your soul to give yourself that safety and um, encouragement to continue to move forward a couple of different ways Uh, because I work in my house all by myself all my new friends are like you you're on a screen I was fortunate to one of the certifications that I received early on because I couldn't just put on my business card that I worked for this last company, right? And have that mean anything. I needed to, even though it was amazing training that I got from them and and knowledge, um, I needed, number one, I needed to grow a little bit more in my own um, expertise. I hate that word. I I consider myself a specialist, right? Um, But Uh, So I went to a company called Positive Approach to Care, Tipa Snow, if anybody knows about dementia care and training, um, she's a phenomenal coach. So I got her certification, um, but there are a lot of people within her certification who are solopreneurs and they don't actually work in long-term care or in assisted living or memory cares. And they were all like, okay, this is a great uh, certification to have, but now how do we, what do we do with it? And we need other people like ourselves. And that group found each other. We call ourselves solitary birds. And there are about a hundred in the group, but probably about a dozen that we get together every single Monday. So every Monday we have a call. I'm, I don't, not everybody gets on it every week, but we always have that Monday call um, to find out where are you, what's going well, what are you doing, what are your new wins, what are your new frustrations. Um, and then after we did that for a while, I realized, okay, and we focused more kind of on the senior living and dementia piece of it. But I'm like, we got business stuff to figure out, guys. I mean, right. I that's where I need it. So I started within the group, I started a once a month uh, business issues call. So on that call, we would take a topic and say, all right, how is everybody, let's talk social media this month. And we, we would talk about what are you doing? How are you making it work? Um, we would bring in some guest speakers sometimes to be able to help us drive that. Or maybe one, you know, one month I had a lawyer come on and help us look at some of the basic stuff that you need to do as a small business. So um, that's been a huge driver for me. That group has really kept me um kind of focused and driven and literally made good friends that I've I've seen some of them physically. Stacy's a good friend of mine now in Atlanta and we've seen each other twice and you know planning trips to see each other kind of thing. Um I also LinkedIn has been huge for me. When I worked for my old company, I didn't have a LinkedIn page because I'm like, oh I'm gonna work here until I retire. You know, I don't need a LinkedIn page. And then I quit and I'm like, uh oh <laughs> kind of missed that boat. So um, got on there, felt like I had no clue how it worked, what to do, Uh, but I've made some great connections on there. And I'm very, I'm not a shy person by any means. So when I see somebody, like if I saw Mia on there and I'm like, ooh, that she, she puts out some good content. I really like that. 
I just reach out and say, hey, Mia, you want to have a cup of coffee over Zoom together? And have made some beautiful contacts that way. As a matter of fact, within that group, now I've started a new monthly call with solopreneurs um, Mm -hmm. from LinkedIn. And I get a different a different kind of support from them than I do solitary birds, but they're all good. They just, people come at things from a different way. Um, and then one last thing I was able to uh, get connected with a, like a, a big company that coaches, I got invited to a seminar. Um, it's called Power Team. And oh. it, it was a whole different level of raw, raw encouragement, think bigger um, okay. so I, I've embraced that because I have to think of myself, not just, this isn't a hobby, this is a business and I'm not making money yet. Um, but I have to build all those pieces. And I, I think going to that other conference allowed me to view myself and see what me being a true company and me being, um, on, on a higher level might look like. So each one of them has encouraged me in different ways. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, you know, it's so important to have people around you who can relate and that you can connect with and co-create, share, cry, all of the things that husband or daughter or, you know, casual friend from 30 years may not quite be able to relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, I also find like, it's nice to have some validation that we're all, <laughs> you know, trucking along and we're crazy, but uh, wonderfully so <laughs> that we're not just this one isolated person who's trying to do something like it's very real. Um, and, you know, it's very encouraging to have that community around you. And what I love about what you just said too is yes, it's not a hobby, it's a business. And think in the solopreneur, we can get so caught up in ourselves that we forget about the bigger picture and, and what are we doing it all for? Like, you know, progression of your life story has led you to seek for more in the sense of expanding your soul, right? Expanding what's inside, letting that heart out to find true meaning that isn't just for you meaning that will have impact in those who receive from it and contribute to your ability to deliver it and that is a wonderful thing but that type of itch I believe can be delivered in many different ways whether it's raising children or volunteering or you know for some it could be gardening when you put it in the context of a business, um, we're here to make money in order to achieve things that are greater than us, to leverage the connections that we can um, make through the business idea. And so, you know, one of my big passions is setting up a business in order to be its own entity. And then the solopreneur can get served by that business and serve from their zone of genius and creativity outward. But if you were to sell, what are you selling? What are you selling? Like the business itself, less so the service. What is the package? So like mm-hmm. we, we empty out our shit and out we go and it's, it's there. 
But in a business and in a solopreneur business, sometimes we get very blended in and there's no lines of separation. And so, you know, this Mm -hmm. bigger picture vision that you have is so key, particularly at the early stages, because from what I've seen, it's easier. It's so much easier to do it at the onset than to try and extract later, you know, and Um, in coaches that I talked to one in particular phenomenal woman out of Australia says uh, you know at startups we're looking for clients and money like that's it tunnel vision and I'm like yes but (laughs) there's there's more to it than just that and um, it's nice to you know be able to have a conversation and, and check in on that and um i like to like cast a line forward so that we're we're working towards something that we're actually building something um doing something to like i mean to feed our soul it's wonderful and it's not to discount that but there is this male and female dynamic you know i think is what i'm trying to say that um you can consciously develop these two things in parallel and then do better by staying in your zone of genius and letting the hard stuff on the side right I think that that's one of the things that they hit really hard on in this seminar was do what you do well and outsource the rest Mm -hmm. which is I love the concept it makes total sense I would love to do it And if you're going to outsource the rest, you got to have the money to pay the people who are. So that's that catch 22 that you're in as a new person. You know, how do you make that happen? And I'm super fortunate. I have some friends who really believe in what I'm doing. I, my, my website uh, manager has, and he's just an individual who works at a company. You know, he, he just kind of does this on the side. He worked with me for a year and I'm like, Hey, you've got to send me an invoice. I need to get you paid. And he finally said, you know what? I believe in what you're doing. My grandmother had Alzheimer's and what you're teaching is great. I don't want you to pay me. I'm like, what? And my business, my, my accountant or my bookkeeper does the same thing. She's like, Leslie, once you make money, you can pay me. But right now, no. So I have these amazing supportive people who are helping me build it, but you can only do so much of that. Right. Um, you made me think of something. We may have to, <laughs> when you, when you edit this, you may have to cut this out. Cause I'm like, wait, what was I thinking? You made me think of, oh, one of the other concepts that got brought up in this was, you know, looking in the future, um, and saying, where do you see your company five years from now? What are you going to do with it? Are you yeah. going to grow it into a bigger company or are you going to get it all set and sell it to somebody? Yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like, I had never even thought about that. And I had to really analyze how much am I, because I'm, because I'm that licensed social worker and, and I do come about this on how you teach, not, not just what you teach, but how you teach it, how you coach, how you encourage. And I'm like, yeah, but I, my program is myself. It's mm-hmm. not just what I teach. I'm like, Leslie, don't just stop yourself there. Think about how can you make this program something that maybe in five years, if you have enough of the product out there and enough of that coaching, you can bring other specialists in to be a part of that bigger team 
And you don't want the program to rely just on me. I want the program to be able to stand on its own. So it, it made me start thinking even differently on that. Not that I want to give away my baby. You know, this has been, yes. oh, that, that's really hard. But I also understand that that is a possibility. And, you know, I'm 57, so I don't want to be doing this forever. I might want to shift. I know myself about every six years, I come up with, okay. I want to have some just, new passion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that's just it, your baby. And we get so emotionally attached and perhaps identify ourselves with what we're doing and the separation of this is a business and I have a passion and a gift for the service within the business, but I am not the business and I am still whole and worthy and, and soulful and expansive with or without the success or failure of this creation and so that we're not identifying ourselves slow solely through what we're creating but we're doing it for joy and because we know that there's a need i mean at the beginning you articulated like stage worthy <laughs> eloquence <laughs> how you identified a need and filled it by you know taking this beautiful um training opportunity but then supporting the actual implementation of it at the organizations that have come for it um and so now in your role what you're doing building something you know what is after having gone to that conference are you thinking what are you thinking differently about your business and what does five years from now potentially no limits all possibilities you know look like one one of two directions, um, which is maybe I need to, not that I'm planning on it, but I need to be open to the concept of what would that look like if I were to sell it to a bigger company that kind of knows what they're doing from a, an educational programming packaging standpoint. They may not have my expertise in the um, senior living, the dementia care piece, but they know how to make the CEs. They know how to have the website and this link and that link and all that. I would honestly, I would love to see my content. I just want to see my content out there and lots of people using it. And I guess I've realized it doesn't have to just be connected to, oh, Leslie Fuller gave this to us. I just want the content out there because it's going to benefit so many people. So I have started opening my mind to that. Um, <clears throat> or I could go down the path of I'm the, you know, the director of this program that has staff, but then mm -hmm. having staff just scares the crap out of me because it's yeah. like, wait a minute, you open that Pandora's box of you have to do things like payroll and HR <laughs> and grievances and vacation and all of that. I'm like, I don't want to do all that. Well, okay. Find a manager who can take care of that stuff, you know, or so, build the company the way you want to, because that, like, that's like a, a bit of a corporate model. And in the online world, like you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> it's free for all. Like it's, and that's a, a beautiful thing. It can be a bit <laughs> overwhelming. Um, but what I'm having fun with is like, just now doing things that just feel easy and like make sense, not completely off the wall, but leaning in and, and just, you know, 
doing things that, like I said, are just easy and fun and the way that I want to do them because I've been a corporate girl my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I'll say like, you know, my mom was go to school, get a good job, do the book of life. And I appreciate that. Um, but it, it took as long as it took to, to rip that book apart <laughs> and like really lean into what I was feeling inside. And now you know, I've opened that Pandora's box and I'm still just kind of creeping in, but it's a whole Disneyland and and I'm just got to go to every corner of it and see what's there and trust myself to decide, you know, what that's going to look like when I am bringing different people in and growing responsibility, like you say, growing responsibility can be so many things and you can find a way to do it that's that's not going to um, feel too heavy or different or just sell it, outsource it, whatever, right? So there's just a lot of different options available. You just, um, made, you just, you just gave me an aha moment. Oh. Um, because where I'm sometimes my own worst enemy mm. is that I, because I worked corporate for so long and I was, I was a good corporate person. Trust yeah. me, I, you know, I... I have always kind of touted myself as being the rule follower. Now, if they're bad rules, you know, then I will mm. question them. But I'm like, okay, these processes were put in place for a reason. Processes are helped to build efficiencies and all this. So I get kind of tied up sometimes in the the structure that I've set up for myself. It's like, oh, I didn't update that spreadsheet. Oh, I haven't gotten through every one of my emails. Oh, did I respond appropriately? And I... I have this kind of weight of having to do everything right all the time and all the pieces that it kind of smothers me in that I, I'm not doing the creativeness that I need to do to really grow the company. And so, you know, trying to find that balance and trying to get myself to not do that as much. But when I fail to do that, and then my spreadsheet isn't caught up, and that is my guide that tells, it's like, I kind of look at my spreadsheets. I'm I'm a huge spreadsheet gal. I look at my spreadsheets as my own personal assistant, right? They keep me, yeah, they kind of keep me on track. So yeah, having to find that balance um, between those two has been a challenge. But again, I need to not get down on myself for that. That's natural, right? Of course. Thanks, thanks for being my my counselor here, Mia. <laughs> gift, so that gift to me. <laughs> like people just open up to me. It's just such a beautiful thing, and I love that you know that um, ability to connect and dive in to the heart and pull something out, pull out some light. I've been saying it's gorgeous. So um, I mean, you're killing it, and I'm really curious as to how you've managed to navigate um, from being a corporate employee and having had access to the different businesses who were seeking those services to like maintaining integrity in finding new clients and differentiating, you know, what was to what is now with, with what you're doing. Uh, that is the hard part. Um, and part of it is that I am not naturally a marketer. Um, I used to tell my marketing departments in my roles, I'm like, look, 
you make the promises, I keep the promises. And it was really easy because I didn't have to worry about that. And now I do. Um, I do have, I met um, a person who has helped get me on track from a marketing standpoint. I mean, we still have a long way to go because, because I just, she has great ideas and she's done some great stuff for me, but I don't think like she does. So it's like trying to get on her train and she's kind of holding my hand as I go along. Um, she's done marketing within senior living for years. So, and I found her on LinkedIn, you know, it was just a, Hey, let's have a cup of coffee kind of thing. Um, so she's helped me grow my brand. Uh, like what you're looking at here, she designed this for me. She, she got all my, you know, so that I have a consistent look and my branding. Um, and I do some of my own. I also have a networking group within the Las Vegas area. So I'm getting my name out within that, doing um, doing some volunteer stuff. Um, I paired up with a brand new memory care community in Las Vegas, where basically they're promoting my work and I'm promoting their work. Okay. So really learning how to lean into that um, partnership um, with other people. But that's at a very small level, you know, that's one-on-one. -on -one. If I'm going to reach that level of having a national product that I have um, people all over the country, I haven't wrapped my mind around what that's going to take, how that's going to look. Um, I've told myself January is going to be all about kind of growing that marketing um, knowledge for myself and really setting up a plan with my, with my marketing expert. Um, okay. so my first, I, I only have one client currently, but they have 10 communities. <laughs> yeah. They have 10, they have 10. And so, and they've been super encouraging and supportive and let it kind of letting me practice on them a little bit. Um, all the pieces are there, but so this is another thing I have in my head Here's the program. I do the training, then you implement these three tools. And then every month I touch base with you and, and it's all great. And you're going to be wonderful in two months. Okay. Well, that's not reality. <laughs> and, you know, they've chosen to implement maybe slower, maybe just certain pieces. And, and that's okay because I need to understand what is going to work well for the ultimate client, not just what I envision should work well for them. Boom. Hundred yeah. percent. So, to feed that back, what you were saying about your, um, if you'll accept this word, the rigidity, rigid around filling out the spreadsheet, which is a beautiful self-management task tracking method um, and accountability. It's like your boot camp trainer. It sounds like, um, but doing so in a way that flows a little bit more. And so I am, like I said, Capricorn and um, born in a very strong Capricorn moon or sun. So like it, uh, a very defined <laughs> systems and structure and now trying to lean out and just relax, <laughs> just do things more um, flexible. Like my one girlfriend who's known me for 30 years, loves to joke 
30 years later about how you don't change the plan. Mia must execute like this and this. And this. and I'm like, I think I've evolved a little bit from when I was 10, but <laughs> so I get that. And so, you know, this is an area where you have a good system. Maybe there's a um, slightly different way that you massage it so that it's not so tight like this is i'm kind of talking now into energy right and how we're feeling when we're doing the tasks and and bringing a bit more fun into um that cycle and then um with the marketing like it can be whatever you want like there's no rules after everything I've learned after my years online and, and now delving into my own marketing and blowing things up in whatever way, it's what, what would be the most ideal way for you? And now you're seeking, I'm imagining more corporate-ish, like, you know, home cares and facilities. Right. So there's, there's uh, an expectation probably of them, but what you bring is so unique that you can decide how to package that best that might, you know, kind of wake them up a little bit from what they thought they were looking for in marketing as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that's funny you bring that up on the home care agencies because my program in my head, when I created this, it was designed for true community settings. So maybe, maybe an assisted living memory care that has, 30 residents, 30, 40 residents. And, and because that's where I was, you know, I was an executive director in that setting. And I, I have the vision. I, I, I get it. I get all the pieces that go with that. Um, but then I talked with a home care agency and they said, Hey, we love your content, but our staff are never together at the same time because like maybe once a month, but because they leave from their house and they go into the homes of people to work. And I'm like, wow, okay, my my program's not designed for that. What can I do? So I made an app. So I took okay. my content and I put it on an app. Um, now, how do I get that app out to everybody? That's kind of where, and I feel like I've got this, this wall up in front of me that I don't really, I'm not a, I'm not a user of uh, apps per se, of internet, social media, you know, I've, I've had to stretch my wings because that kind of stuff just isn't that important to me. Well, guess what? It has to be important to me. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's kind of where I am. I've got these tools for different people. But then if I start focusing on them, I'm like, wait a minute, what about my assisted living communities that I was supposed to focus on? I got to get back to them. And then again, my, my brain, I get the worst of myself. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So in, in this app, is it pre-recorded material that they can self-train on? Yes. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, you can go see it if you'd like. It's inspired senior care. You can find Excellent. it on Apple or Android. <laughs> I'll put the link in the show notes. That's something people say. <laughs> um, that's fantastic. Like that's a huge accomplishment. So now you have all of this great product. You've done so much of the, um, like offer creation, which is because now you can start to focus on the sales and yes, the marketing and like, Leslie, I hated marketing. I think I, I just started to relax on it 
like mid 2022 because I tried practiced thinking about it in a new way that wasn't as constricting and like for me my services is kind of coaching and and support and you know um loving on the business owner and and helping her glue all these scattered pieces together so it's a lot of me um showing up and being me online but i don't see that being super different for you because you have developed um modules training programs out of your knowledge and now you can be that spokesperson and you know maybe it's like hosting info seminars and inviting 20 different facilities to come down and meet you for an hour or offering to go to them for um like a power hour workshop lunch session you know with their decision makers so there's lots of different ways that you can get out there and have fun with it because you have this beautiful energy and like even your logo is like a sunburst but it also feels like it represents the individual people that are receiving the service right so I see I like that oh I never thought about that I love that yeah like I feel like it's like the people like they're you know and they're sunbursty and so and you're you're bringing that um so I mean there's just there's a lot of different things that like corporate gives us a lot of experience and just as we're talking these ideas are popping so I mean if any of them land run with them and um you know I I feel like you are you're closer every day and you're totally on track like you're you're managing your systems you've got product you've got your niche down you've got support team around you this is a good example to people who are listening that we don't have to get stuck in this idea that we have to pay somebody for them to be on our team and one of the things I've learned is team even includes like immediate family. So part of my team is my parents who help watch my children (laughs) so that I can go and do stuff without them nattering at me. So I I think you'd love this. My uh, bookkeeper, Susie. Hello, Susie. If you're listening, uh, she's just amazing and so supportive. And she is, she has been, um, well, she was an executive uh, more than assistant, like driver of this organization for a long time and, and then decided to become a minister. And so she's run her own churches and now she's doing other stuff too. And so she's very focused. I don't know whether she's a Capricorn or not, but uh, she's very, very focused where I tend to be kind of like what my logo looks like there. I'm, I'm just kind of all over the place. And so when we were discussing what her title was going to be, because she reigns me in sometimes, and she is the director of focus. <laughs> oh my God, that's gorgeous. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to rebrand as that because, like, I had, I worked with a woman and she was introducing, it was her birthday. She was introducing me to her gaggle of friends and singing my praises. Um, and I just described it as I'm her dude focus. We <laughs> 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 found the yin and the yang balance to stay grounded. Yeah. you know like glued is my word of the month so far staying glued together because Mm -hmm. um it's it is easy to go down all these rabbit holes if we're left to our own devices isn't it yeah I do miss I miss 
coworkers. I miss because I worked, I always worked really well with my coworkers and there was that synergy that you got. Um, My husband's my business manager. He's an engineer, very, you know, yeah, his spreadsheet of all my pricing is crazy amazing. Um, But I don't pull him in too often because he has his own work. You know, he's got his own, his own job that he's very, yeah, he he does an amazing job with that. But when we do get together and we sit and we talk business and we talk about this and that, I get so freaking energized. So having those people, I think, like you said, it doesn't have to be somebody you pay, but somebody that is willing to, that supports you in what you're doing. They believe in what you're doing. And to be able to say, can you just sit and brainstorm with me right now? Uh, is, is just huge. And being willing, like with Susie, me being willing to say, I don't have my act together in this area. You know, I, I am all over the place being willing to admit that and say, help me. And she's like, all right, you got some good ideas, but let's help you hone it in. Yeah. Fantastic. Leslie, you're doing a fabulous job. Like listen to all these incredible things that you've listed off in this, you know, 45 ish minute conversation. It's amazing. Thank you. You know what, Mia? So when you get this published, I'm going to like put it, see, okay. So, so here's just another thing. I'm like, okay, you're my third podcast I've done. And I'm like, wait, I have to have a library. Where do I put that library of these podcasts? So I can go back and I can pull it. And I, I get all wrapped up in that because I need to have it at my fingertips in case I need to say, Hey, um, I've got a podcast. You want to hear it? Sure. I need to be able to just grab that, you know? So what, what is my YouTube of podcasts? Do you know? Like YouTube has mm-hmm. my videos on it. Okay. Where do you, where that's a, that's a question that I would have for podcasters is if I want to have like a library of where I have been, where do you store that? Is there a YouTube of podcasts, so to speak, where you keep your own stuff? Well, what I do is I keep it in a folder in my Google drive. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. So then it's just all there. And um, I haven't thought about where to store them online. I guess podcasters keep them on Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, those libraries. But you don't want to store your only copy on there because then they'll have copyrights to it. You want to keep it where you can own it. So you get to decide. My intention with this interview and the others is to have a landing page that's attached to my website. Mm-hmm. Then I'll have feature photo links to um, the business owner's website and short bio, and then the file. Yeah. And just libraries that way. I make things too hard sometimes. As I said, I'm my own worst enemy. (laughs) It's like not (laughs) rocket science, Leslie. (laughs) They're on your desktop and then they're all right there. You know, (laughs) in Google Drive, you can share a link. I mean... I have to say one of the greatest tools that Adrian put together for me, my marketing person was she has one document and she, she owns it. We, we use Google, you know, Google share, and she's got one document and every single thing that we've worked on together, she just has the link to whatever that document is right there. So I don't necessarily know exactly where it's stored but I've realized okay. I don't have to know exactly how it's, I mean, I have access to it at any time and I can make copies anytime, but just this one, it's like a table of contents that the whole thing is linked to where everything is housed. Okay. Super. That's good. Categorizing yes. record keeping. It's important yeah. because yeah. 
you said, how do I find my podcast? This is, you know, part of the one more decision that you have to make and decision fatigue that comes at the end of the day. And you only have so, like, you know, whether we're energizer bunnies or not, you don't want to use up the whole battery every day. <laughs> you want to save some of that. So some of these um, easy filing systems help remove that. And then you just go in and grab it as though you were breathing or, you know, in my case, pouring your coffee in the morning, I could do <laughs> with my eyes closed kind of thing. I am stealing that phrase. Oh my God. Decision fatigue. Yeah. And I, I remember when I reached a point, well, it was a plateau. It's never done, but I yeah. kind of hit a plateau of that decision fatigueness where it was like, wait, I, you know, something would come up and I didn't have to make a decision. I just said, oh, here it is. I just went right there. It's like, oh, this is glorious. When you get to that point where you're not having to constantly make decisions, you can point or you can introduce or you can share, but you don't have to make a decision constantly. I, that's, that's beautiful. I'm sharing that with all my solitary birds. That's awesome. Send it out there. Because <laughs> especially you know, we're worried or we're unsure and, and dealing with all of the things of trying to monetize our beautiful service. And so getting rid of all the other stuff that leaks from that is really important. And, you know, again, like this blank canvas, startups are like blank canvas in the sense where we haven't attached to a bunch of other things. We can build these beautiful habits in at the beginning and imagine you know the difference in two years from now if we go in with like cleaner energy in how we're doing things managing ourselves managing our business versus just um like using the roller after the cat's been on you like the lint remover roller to pull everything off so beautiful this is great this has been such a blast you have beautiful energy you're so lively and like sunshine it's just <laughs> a delight to meet you and i'm so proud of what you're doing and i can't wait to check out more of what you're doing part of what i want to do this is like i want to you know like i said pull back the curtain and then um, because I'm so obsessed with planning ahead I'd love to meet again in like a year and see where things are at then so awesome no that yeah. that that would be amazing I would love that Mia and I you know I will tell you right now that I'm going to be an avid listener because just what you I mean you have energy too and you have um I just thoroughly enjoyed this and I've gotten a lot out of this and I think the synergy here has been amazing yeah. and I want to hear how you do that with other people and with their visions as well too so looking forward to hearing more of yours awesome well thanks for being my first it was a yes. delight. you are just lovely and I'm going to put you in my new online screen friend book <laughs> awesome and when I have this ready I'll send you a copy and um, we'll get it up on a landing page and you can start telling the world I would love that. I will proudly advertise you, Mia. Thank you, Leslie. And likewise. You bet. Okay. Have a great rest of your day. All right. You too. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.